Jesus, peace, Camila. How am I going to remember all of these things? Uh, I'm going to write it down because I, I want to get it right. So... <laughs> Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after a nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're gonna get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Ah, oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah! yeah. Hey guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. I'm here, I'm joined, my name is Steven Smith. I'm joined in studio with Camila Morris who is a mom entrepreneur, biologist, I have to write this down. She's a mom entrepreneur, <laughs> a biologist, a nail technician, and a sugarista. Camilla, welcome to the show. Sugarista, it's nice to be here, Steven. Sugarista, coming at you. Uh, did you, do you remember that song, Cleopatra? Uh, AKA the Pum Pum Doctor. Oh boy, right on, the, right on the top. You remember like, um, Cleopatra, coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> I am so lame. I don't understand how you know all of these references. I don't know. It's like you were right with me while I was growing up or something. Nah, because I'm a, I'm just a Gemini. I told you, multifaceted. Yeah. My brother is also a Gemini. I'm like, what do you call it? What do you mean name? Half of the Hobbit. Who, I'm like Gandalf. Gandalf. Yes. Oh, there Jesus, we go. you're such there a nerd. <laughs> you're a freaking nerd. She's a nerd. She's a nerd. Yeah. Like that's a Lord of the Rings reference. Oh yeah, and I call it the Hobbit. Yeah, you call it. He was in the Hobbit. Okay, that's what. He was in the Hobbit, but he didn't change until he until Lord right, of the Rings. Right, so I'm like your your modernized Gandalf. Oh, there you go. You shall not. Okay, we're going too deep. All right, so so yes, so we're going to be talking to Camila about marriage because she has some experience with that. We're going to be talking about being rent. We're going to talk about being a mom entrepreneur. We're going to talk about everything. And we're going to talk about relationships. Yeah, we don't think we talk about religion. I think that's for another time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, before we even get into all of that, um, we're going to have our little um, fact or fiction section. We're going to give Camila five statements. We're going to ask her if she thinks they're true or they're false. No, you used to be a nurse. Uh-huh. Yes, I know that because I saw a picture of you in a nurse uniform and I didn't, I, I didn't think that it was Halloween. I just thought that it was you actually working as a nurse. Yeah, I was a nurse. There you go. So we're going to ask you some health questions. Okay. Uh, some health, we're going to do some health statements and you're going to tell me if you think they're true or false. Someone needs a stats. So do your best. All right, ready? Scratch no more. my head. Scratch, scratch his head to get brain activated. <laughs> All right, number one. Over 30% of cancer could be prevented by avoiding tobacco and alcohol, having a healthy diet and physical activity. Over 30% True. of that's 100% true. Yes, it is. 30% though. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was a guess, right? No, it wasn't a guess. But I wanted to say that I recently watched a food documentary where it was um, the statistics on pretty much the same way it says that um, almost a 30 third? Yeah. About a third of the population, people who they found in studies that people who had cancer, right, was generated from food. From food and health and alcohol and, and tobacco. And if you see and how Americans that. produce foods, oh my oh god, my oh god, my god, it's crazy. We're healthier here because we have farm. At least, yeah, we have access to farm goods. At right. least, at right. least. And we're not giving them um, bulk or steroids and sort of fatten to them fatten up. To fatten them up, yeah. We ain't reached that state yet. Right. So I hope we never do. 
All right, number two. Come here, Leanna Roll. Number two. Studies found that drinking one soda a day has little to no effect on your long-term health. Studies found that drinking one soda a day has little to no effect on your long-term health. True or false? false. It's absolutely 100% false. Drinking just one 12-ounce soda a day may increase the risk of type 2 diabetes. Do you know how much sugar and is new in stu- that? Yes. In a study, people found who drank... Um, 12-ounce sugar-sweetened soda daily were 18% more likely to develop type 2 diabetes over a 16-year period compared to those who did not consume soda. 18%. God, let's go. That is crazy. All right, so two out of five. Let's do it. Number three, a father's diet before conception plays a crucial role in a child's health. A father's diet before conception plays a crucial role in a child's health. True or false? False. It's true. The study shows that along with develop, the developmental map, the sperm also carries a memory of the father's environment and possibly even his diet and lifestyle choices. Wow, that must be new. <laughs> yeah, boy. So if you want to be a daddy, you got you to take care of yourself. Too. It's not just the woman anymore. Eat well and live in a nice well, place. It, it so does make. So that your, your sperm can remember where you lived and what you eat. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, what's funny. Like, uh, I, I watched this documentary this one time where they were talking about how your environment affects the development of your child because your child comes out ready to deal with whatever environment you are in. So if you're in a stressful environment, your child would develop like more physical characteristics and less... Oh, that explained Mason so much. Oh, no! He's really energetic, right? That's he it? is energetic. Oh, okay. You know why. It's all... Well, it's not all your fault. It's probably just half your fault. Wow. Energetic. <laughs> all right, number four. On average, people who complain live longer. On average, people who complain live longer. True or false? False. It's true. Releasing the tension increases immunity and boosts health. So venting actually, yeah. Maybe for the person who is complaining. Yes, the person who complains, yes. That's what you meant. Like on average people who complain, who actually do the complaining live longer. Okay, misunderstood. We call call it venting. (laughs) All right, number five, last one. By weight, and this, you're supposed to know this one. Okay, what are you trying to do? No pressure, no pressure, no pressure. By weight, the brain is the largest of the body's internal organs, the skin being the largest external organ. By weight, well, let's omit that second part. By weight, the brain is the largest of the body's internal organs. True or false? True. It's false. By weight, the human brain weighs about three pounds. Um, it's about the same size as two trench fists. The largest solid internal organ is your liver. It weighs approximately 3.5 pounds and is about the size of a football and at, at any point holds about one point of blood in the total body. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't remember that. That's okay. We could do a refresher course and now you know. Max, super short show. <laughs> The older I get, the more I realize that I don't know anything. Like, things that I thought, like, I had, like, a complete grip on, like, I knew, like, I know this. Like, the older I get, it's like, um, you know, maybe I don't. Like, maybe I don't know this. Maybe I don't. Or maybe you just get, like, conflicting thoughts. Like, I, like what, I'll, t- I'll give you an example. Like, person A... I'm following you, you know. Is, is in a relationship with person B. I, and at first, like... It was good. Everything's great, right? Mm-hmm. And then after a while, like, somebody grow complacent. It could be person A or person B. And it's like, they stop trying. And, like, one of the most, like, stressful things is to be in a relationship with somebody who isn't 
trying anymore. Mm-hmm. So like you are doing all this thing and you're trying to rekindle <laughs> and catch this vibe. And this person over on the other side, like, ah, ah, I'm so fed up with this and I'm fed up with you. But they're not leaving you, you know. They're just like, they're fed up. Because of attachment? I don't know if because of what, like, I just lose it. You know, like, they're gone in a wave or in a doldrum or maybe life hit them and they feel like, you know, melancholy or something. But just like... When you stop trying, when you start, when you actually, like, give up in a relationship, that's when everything just... It takes a nice dive hard. Right. Because, I mean, one thing I realize about... I'm not a guru on ex, um, relationships, but... Neither I was Because I was married before, so I know how easy it is to, to give up, right? And for everything to go south. Um, really and truly, did I would say one of one of the secrets is actually not not giving up, because wow. it's it's constant, it's daily, it's something that you can't even you can't even put it in a cupboard and lock it away, yeah. right? Com- really, tr- really and truly, commitment. That's what it is. Commitment is the agreement that you're going to pursue something regardless of what he, what what happens. Perhaps, yeah. It's like again up to now and do it again. The other factor, what 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 really hit me hard. I never really got married to get a divorce, mm-hmm. right? But is and now that we saying that, that reminds me of something. Like even though you made a commitment to keep trying, and so how do you know when you had enough? My my relationship. That's got, the question. My relationship got abusive. What? Yeah, man, break me nose. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had to call, I had to get police involved. Thank, you know why? Yeah, I, I believe my relationship came to an end because he didn't live here. Uh-huh. So it was easy for him to just pack up and say he's going to take a break and go home. Mm-hmm. And after a, a while, I realized, you know what? It's, it's better off that we, we, we just we With just the separation. With yeah, the because once you get to a point where a relationship turns abusive, I mean... It ain't, it, it's no use to any of us. Why? So. Yeah, it's crazy. To say that, I'm saying no, looking back on it, it's like I gave my relationship at least three chances of him abu- physically abusing me mm. before I actually said, you know what, this is it. So even though you made that agreement of being married and commitment, how do you know when is enough? Man, you, it, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think, right, that we don't ignore the, the voice that says this isn't going well. Because, like, I mean, if you look back, and I'll probably pose it to you because you've been in it, like, do you think that you gave too much chances? Was there, like, a red flag that you saw that you just said, like, hey, I'm going to just skip over this? I, I said, I've asked myself that question. And I know coming out of it on the other Sorry. spectrum is, like, I, I had to do everything that I could to make myself feel better. And I said that to say, when I came out, I knew exactly that I tried. I gave him more than one chance and everybody deserves a chance on goodwill, basically. Mm-hmm. He was never a man who was abusive before getting married, mm-hmm. right? And I, the first time I said, maybe, maybe it was... Maybe he lost it, lost it. It was both of us. It was, you know, women who have... I have a very smart mouth and you have to be able to... <laughs> okay, I've never, I've never seen you be sassy yet. What are you saying? Uh, lots of things you don't want to hear. Oh, okay. Uh, but so, so, so you you felt like you antagonized them? Is it? Um, a little bit, a little bit. Hmm. First of all, I think I underestimated who he was. I didn't understand who he was until, and uh, you really don't know somebody until you live with them. 
Mm. No matter what the books tell you, mm. no, no matter how people say how it it should be, like you're getting married and then you move in and then you do this, mm. really, you really don't get to know the person until you live with them. He showed me a lot of signs that I never saw before and I could never have seen before. You know, before before you actually were delved in deep yes, into it. Yes, before we actually got married and moved in together and all of that. Um, I think I agree with that to a, to a, to a large extent. Um, you know, we used to hear the, the, the adage like "Simeon come live with me" is two different things, mm-hmm. and it really is. Like, because when you have one, one one of my friends described it as when you have the liberty to leave, mm-hmm. like your relationship is way more, it's way less invested. Because it's like, if I have to actually sleep with you and see you in the morning, even if I'm vexed with you, I still got cohabilitate. That's, I think, one of the truer tests of love and, and, and discipline and, and, and all that. Because it's like, this person could send you, could drive you insane. Yeah. You, you my, my husband used to do exactly that, drive me insane. Because as much as I was mad, I think we last fight was because I... I kept I tell him he can't sleep next to me. He slept out he had basically sleep out the night before. Wow. I had in in <laughs> our first month of marriage I had um a little in, um instance of infidelity. So that if big just imagine the beginning of my marriage and then he was telling me like oh you know girls in taking it well that he was married like people women were messaging him like I can't believe you got married and I can't believe like these are lots of people what are you saying what and then he tried to hide it I, I expected that because I know how how women could be jealous right and mm. the minute you get married it all could, even men men for me were like oh I didn't know you had plans to get married and I thought me and you was this and it was like no <laughs> no it wasn't that so first mm. instance I gave him a break because I understood Mm-hmm. But the thing is that he tried to hide it from me. And when you hide it, it's like... Yeah, it just seems like it, you... It breaks down my trust. So now mm-hmm. you start looking Looks out like for things. Right. So then it's like if I start out my marriage with not being able to trust you, then that basically breaks everything down. Trust is a very, very major key. In the key. first month, though, like... Yeah, in the first month. So is it is it that he... So you're saying he didn't say to you, like... These chicks, are, these girls are no, telling me. No, you was, found out that he that yeah, there was. Yeah, I asked him one time to borrow his borrow his phone to make a a phone call, mm. and then, you know, the last day at the time it was a BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. So you know it's hard to switch from app to app. Yeah, yeah. It's so different. when you open, so I opened the last thing that he was in by accident, and I saw chats there like send me a picture. You. Yeah, you. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, why is this? And he. I don't even remember what he excused was it was was, was at the time. It was like it done start off and uh, and you never saw any signs that he was like this before. No, I wouldn't have get married to somebody who I had trust issue. To me, everything was was fine. Everything was was great. I was in love. <laughs> what? And no, like no sign at all, like no signs at all. Uh, is it that you guys dated for a short time, a long time? Or, we do, we dated for a short time, but I guess when you know, you know. Well, I knew. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wasn't ready. You think that? Do you think it's possible for that to happen? Like, like, like that? Yeah, you? yeah. I've, I've since then I've met at least one person that I know who doesn't do things for himself. He do, he do it for me, mm-hmm. right? To try to make me happy. So maybe that's maybe that's what happened. Man, you know, even 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 in that, right? I, I just feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> like, 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 I think, 
it's difficult. Okay, say I'm with you and you're, you're like, I'm miserable. Say I'm a miserable person because I'm not early A, fulfilling my dreams. I'm not working at anything or just unfulfilled, right? Like I live an un- unfulfilled Wait. life. Go ahead. Let's not let this, let this point skip me. Go ahead. I'm throughout all of that happening. I think that made me understand relationships a lot better. Oh, okay. And know what to, to look out for. Mm. <laughs> a nugget of wisdom um, but okay and, and I think all of us do have experiences that are similar not I mean not marriage but some of us have similar experiences where like the first instance of the relationship is great and glorious and you kind of want to spend your whole entire life with this person and then you kind of get to know them and you realize oh okay maybe maybe this isn't really it you know like this isn't this isn't it but I, I was asking like earlier like like when you look at that 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 relationship or what, that that marriage that you mm-hmm. had with this mm-hmm. guy um what what is the actual takeaway from it for you like what what is it what is it that you did you do you wish that you could go back and like say something to yourself if you had to be in front of yourself at that age or at that time like what advice would you give would you say go through it and learn anywhere or you say like no watch out nothing no i would say go through it and learn anyway because sometimes you i think before, before that whole situation happened, I pictured things to be a certain way. Like, I pictured it to be all happy and, you know, roses and everything was going to be good and fine. And then I realized the kiss, you, you really, we don't appreciate the, the key things and the very, like, communication, mm. trust. Those things are taken for taken for granted every single day in every relationship, and I think women, in particular, we, we need to. I don't think we we understand men completely, mm. but it's up to the men to open up to us and help us to understand. Right? I feel like if I had to do it again, I'll take take my time. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll start living with him before I got before you get married. I get married because. Yeah, look how that turned out. Right. And it was like a surprise. And I feel like the conventional wisdom is don't move in. You know, like right, your parents exactly. are like, don't, don't you dare move into exactly. this person. Because don't, like, don't, don't move in until you're married. Until and you don't get a do ring. this until you, get, you have a ring. But I mean, who wants to, to get married and then you find out all kind of things after? Yeah, and then you get divorced. And it's like, it's not even an easy thing. Like to break off a marriage is very difficult. It's much easier to walk away from a relationship yeah. than it is to mark, mark, walk away from joint custody claims and, and all these Joint play, bank accounts. And bank accounts and so on and all these things. Because sometimes, like, my, my dad made a remark the other day at the court. He made a remark. He said, um, uh, when it comes to marriages, like, how come, when it comes to divorce, how come people can't just, like, be peaceful about it? And I told him, like, if you think about it, one person might be fine with the divorce. Mm-hmm. They might have had enough. That's why they filed for, divorce, for mm-hmm. divorce. I I don't think half the time people come together and say, let's have a divorce. I think it's most time, I want a divorce. And if that's the case, then one person might be spiteful about that. Like, I was here working hard and you decide that you're empty, you're, you're jumping ship. And the spite creates, like, um, like that kind of bad, vindictive vibe. Like, if, if I... Okay, for example, if I'm married and, and, and I'm getting a divorce and I felt like it wasn't really over. We were going through a bad time, but we could get, we could get past it. And the other person, the, the young lady is like... 
Well, screw this again and divorce I anyway. I think all of that could be could be fixed with simple communication. I mean, if it's you is, think divorce could be fixed with communication, or you think divorce is when like prevented, prevented. I'm not saying that we a relationship. If your relationship have to come to an end, I don't see why people don't contest it. I mean, we can. It's not like we could stop it, but I think once you come to an understanding, if you can't communicate with that that that, that person, then. That's a, that's a red flag from the beginning. I feel like I've been so working so hard on manifesting better communication because mm-hmm. that's one thing that I suffered from before. Like when I was mad, I didn't know how to communicate. Like this makes me mad. Maybe if I'd said something earlier, mm-hmm. then he would have been able to fix his action or something. So right now, to prevent all of that, like if I had to do it again, I'll try to... Just be Com- better at communication. Better at communication. But sometimes I think divorce is for the better. Sorry, <laughs> I used to feel it. Like I don't want. I don't want to ever have a divorce. Don't get we me wrong. That. I, I we don't. Said. I don't want to ever do that. I don't want to because I think it's really painful. I think it's really. It, it it's not something to look forward to. You know what I mean? Like it's like well, I'm a man and I could get divorced. No, that's not what I think about at it. At the but, end of it, sorry. Mm, go ahead. At the end of it, I feel like it's better to. Be divorced and be happy than staying in something for years that you end up regretting and you just lose a life that you can't relive. You know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in terms of time. Some people that even hold on to marriages and relationships because of children, but children is not a reason to, to stay in, a, in an unhealthy relationship. And then what are you what are you teaching them? It's, it's like, like, imagine you're unhappy and the two of you can't function properly and they grow up with this dysfunction thinking it's normal. As a child who who went through something similar, we feel it. We know when we, we parents are unhappy. Mm-hmm. And children, trust me, all they want for you is to be happy. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter what it is or what you have to do. But if you communicate, same thing, communicate with them. I do, try to do the same thing with my son, even though he's three. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big three, though. He is a big three. I think he's a little mature for three. He looks more like six. People say that all the time. More like six, that's he like acts, a man in the house. mature, too. And when I, when I mean, like, I try to communicate with them, I had a situation in December where one of my friends was taking him to town, and mm. she was, like, she was trying to get me to run off and hide to uh-huh. leave so he doesn't see me because she thought he was going to cry. Uh-huh. And I said, no, I'm going to tell him I'm going to leave. Uh-huh. So I went next to him and he was playing. And I said, listen, I'm going back to the store now. So you're going to stay here with Tamisha. Mm-hmm. And if you need anything, I gave her money. And he said, okay, mommy. And he turned around and he said, Continue bye. Playing. And she looked at me like. Yeah, well, you can understand. <laughs> but then again, is it? But I mean, he knows that you work. He knows that I work. Yeah. He understands that I work, but I communicate with him. Mm. I don't do the, the hiding because they grow up with trust issues like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they do. At least that's when like I... Mommy abandoned I, me. Right. Like my mommy used to tell me she coming back or she used to tell me I'm going with her. And, and don't carry me no Right. Yeah. I don't want him to grow up with her. I want him to, even if he doesn't understand or whatever, I want to help him. Like this is no, this is how the the, the way how the world works. Yeah, Realistically. This is how to do it. Mm-hmm. This is how to I do don't it. want to lie to you and make you feel like, you know, it's all unicorns and everything out there. That's not what it's what it's like. Do do you think if if you didn't go through um like the abuse and so on, like do you think that um you would have been happy if you were still married? No. No? Because there were other things other than the yeah. abuse. He he wasn't he wasn't even mature. Like oh I God! Thought, so it was a lot of things. It, it was wasn't a, just it was that. It was a lot of things. Let me tell you, one of the things that used to irritate me the most is that I 
I am like I'm very focused. Mm-hmm. And once if I'm with you, if I have a partner, we say, listen, by the end of this year, this is how much we're going to save, and we set a plan and we put it into motion. Mm-hmm. I stick toward to to towards the plan no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I even we had a financial goal I wanted to meet at the end of like let's say from January to October. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up working six days a week. He was a police officer and he was working shifts. Mm-hmm. So instead of teaming up with me and saying, well, if she's doing this, let me do this to help balance work and home. Mm-hmm. He wasn't meeting me there. So I would get up, make breakfast first. And I know that he's off from probably working at three. So I figure, well, if he's home, he's going to wash the, dish- the dishes. Mm-hmm. Come back home from lunch and he's sitting, cocking up, watching TV like... There's no There's not, that is irrit- <laughs> could I just interject and say that's one of the most irritating things like I like I, you I, have I'm, no idea I, I will tell you the truth I <laughs> I think as an adult right I am not supposed to be or supposed to be um expected to clean up after another adult like I understand clean up after a child right. you understand like clean but up after somebody young but I'm not I'm not supposed to be required to clean up after you. And this goes both ways. Like, I don't expect you to be cleaning up after me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an adult. I have hands. Well, apparently he didn't think that way. It was like, I have a wife now, and this is what my wife should do. Regardless of the, the six or seven days she work in a week. That's ridiculous. Tell me about like, it. Like, I think, and I think, you know what, what happened? We still, I think a lot of the culture still has this pre-existing understanding. Uh, it's terrible. But This delusion that women, like, who are married, like, wives are slaves. Like, it's still got this thing, it's permeate, and it's awful. Your wife is not your slave or your property. Like, you can't be like, oh, well, you know, I got a wife now, so I shouldn't have to do No, brother. This is the 21st, the 22nd. So you got to do what you got to do. You got to be able to take care of yourself as an adult. This is why I don't agree. Like, when people say, like, oh, um, one thing, I moved out mm-hmm. um, when I was, like, 27, 27, 26, mm-hmm. 27. And it was opposition central, man. Like... My family didn't want me to move out at all. My father was like, bye, where you going? You know what I mean? Like, like he was the last person at all, and he was the most difficult person to tell. He, he was vexed. He was mad. He was like, where you moving out in your father's like, I got to be a man. I got like, to take care of my own affairs. My mother was happy for me. She was like, mm-hmm, you're going to see what life all about now. Oh, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds spiteful as hell. But, my, but like, when I moved out, like my, one of the first things that, that, that shocked me was the bills, man. Like, like I didn't, I didn't comprehend, I didn't comprehend these bills. Like the 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 having to budget like that so strictly. Cause when you live in your parents' house, like no matter what happen, you're gonna eat. You know, like in like a situation where they're gonna watch you starve to death. Right. But when you're on your own, like food budget is real. Like I used to go go eat all the time, and now it's like crazy I gotta, I gotta make sure I gotta get some fish and so on clean up this thing and get this it's like it just puts you in a different mode like your well, discipline is it, better it, yeah discipline makes you more responsible right and it helps you with time management same, same thing like college I feel like yeah, it's all a life lessons right when you're out on your own you have to use like you learn to bal- balance your money and those type of things Man, oh man, but like honestly, Adult, hey, what can I say? Adulting is hard. It is difficult, and you know, you know, it's funny too because sometimes you would meet an adult who is not really at the same like point as you are. You know what I mean? Like, like 
adulting takes some amount of practice and some amount of like 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 you got you're gonna give delve deep like you're gonna be pushed deep into something right mm-hmm. so like you might be at one part of adulting where it's like self-sufficient you cook for yourself you feed yourself you wash yourself you do ev- you do everything you have your own apartment you have everything right mm-hmm. i might be at the part of adulting where it's like i just start to have sex like that's just that's re- <laughs> that's that's really the, the the grand length of where my adulting is and then our society is saying the two of you, where I am and where you are, mm-hmm. different places in life, we should just move in together. Like, we should get married one day and just the next day we start this life in a cohabitation state together. What? Me who spoil. Like, and I say spoil, yeah, it's, I mean it, spoil, because it's you ain't gonna really take me care of your own affairs. And I'm with you now who taking care of your own affairs and just stressing you to hell out. Like, but that's the thing. Before, before, let me tell you, he was living by himself. He was cooking. He was cleaning. So I thought when we, you know, clash together, now it's really it. How I look at it, it's really a partnership, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And you suppose if I'm if I might not be able to meet you a hundred percent every day. So we am short twenty on a eighty percent. You you know you kind of switch and match and up. You match and you match it, yeah. If we're working towards the same goal, goal, right? Then you would think that it's easier life's a partner supposed to actually make your life easier and better and at least you have company along the exactly the, 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 the way. points right yeah. but apparently people don't look at it that way maybe that's the reason like i think what you said just now is genius maybe that is when you know that it's over right when you're on when you feel like you, you you're on a path you're supposed to be on this together but you're really not working together and relationships I mean, I feel like the whole women at home, barefoot in the kitchen type of Can't thing is, is, okay. is way back then. More and more relationships are changing. The dynamics of a relationship especially are um, changing. changing. Mm-hmm. And it's more partnership than anything else. And at, least, is- at least that's realistically. I am the type of woman who wants to be able to build an empire and build a fortune. And mm-hmm. if, I'm, if we're going to set goals... And try to achieve them. I mm. want somebody who's gonna meet me on the same Level. path and wavelength, and we we, we vibrate the same energy. Mm-hmm. Where it's a, a partnership and it's teamwork. And does the thing is, it's almost like that's that's the real. It has to be like that because of necessity. We live in a time where, unfortunately, like more single incomes, almost it's almost impossible. It's, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's impossible. Especially I'm saying it's, when people want to charge you rent in US. Oh no. my. <laughs> God, and the thing is, I don't have, a, I don't even have a problem with. You see, even that we could, go, we, we could probably go off into that too because I think, like, we try to villainize the homeowners them, and I don't know if we're doing the right thing. I, what I think is that the homeowners building houses in mind that students are going to rent them out, right? They, they factoring this, they, like, let the students pay my mortgage, but at the same time. We're giving a higher priority to student and outside currencies and not catering to our own. That's true. But the thing is, and that's true, and I'm not in disagreement whatsoever, but I think it's almost a sense of necessity too because the banks them are saying, we don't want to do anything that's too risky. If you're going to have a rental space, if you're going to have a space, we want our money back as uh, soon as possible. Like, Ghana, the days where you had, like, the 30 and the 40 year mortgages, they're trying to get back their money in 15 and 10 years. It's weird no, sometimes. No. No. 
So that's what I'm saying. It's like, no, it's just, it's just changed. So it's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to be a humanitarian? Well, it's not, wait, when you build a rental property, not, it's not like the bank asks you, well, how much are you going to charge? No, they don't. Well, and they that, don't. So but they, they, end up, they end up dictating it through the terms. It's, it's like, I'm not saying, Camila, go out and have a job. But I'm saying, Camila, if you're going to drive this vehicle, you have to put gas in it. Mm-hmm. So you see, it's not like I'm telling you that you have to do something to make money. But I'm making a situation where you have to make money. Otherwise, you can't get gas. It's just, it's weird. And the thing is, again, the terms are stricter. And people are just looking out, like, how could I recuperate this? How could I make back my return as quickly as possible? And there is a way to do it. And the way to do it is unfortunately not through your brothers and sisters in sync. It's, it's, it's through, you know, the Vassis and all of them. And again, I don't blame the house owners because you know what? If if nobody rents the apartment, then what will happen is that the apartment will have to. It's low in cost. We we live in like a community where it's like it's consumerist. It's it's um capitalist. Mm-hmm. If nobody buys your product, then you will go out of business. You know what I mean? If nobody rents your house, then you will have to make a more attractive offer for people to rent your house. And the problem that we have is that people are renting these houses. And that's what we have. You're saying, we are complaining and saying these houses are too expensive. But yet, there are people who are renting them, otherwise they wouldn't be so expensive. Well, if there is nowhere else for them to go, where they go, live on the street. That, that's, and, and that's what I'm saying. You know, you know something that they do in, um, in America a lot that we don't do here, um, which again, people might be completely against. It's like home sharing. Like, the two of us are going to rent this apartment. We are going to rent Think this two beds. people ain't clean. Sorry to say. Oh, my God. Think it's people ain't clean? Let, let wait, me, wait, wait, wait. Let, wait, wait. let me correct you. Out. Because I feel like, I, and this is from my own personal experience. Everybody has a different wait, personal experience. People are going to hate me for that. Take it out. Oh, man. Take it out. You got to stay in the Camila. Come on. I got to control all of this. But the thing is, I, I'll say, I found personally, mm-hmm. um, saying it's people to be cleaner than foreigners. And I, I said, uh, people hate me if they want. Like, from the renovations I either have to see happen after some of these rental apartments, after the end of a year, two years and so on, these leases, what they end up with, dog here, dog, anything, it does, it, to me, it does end up, it does end up worse. You got to end up redo the entire apartment, which is that money that US dollars that you were making, you got to go right into buying your furniture. I'm not saying it's totalitarian. I'm not saying all kitchens are clean. I'm saying the, the juxtaposition is, to me, is ridiculously different okay and again if you but if I mean I mean if you're home sharing what I mean is that some of them are very inconsiderate if you're home sharing I've True. been in I've been in a situation where I had a roommate and she never used to pay the bills and no man she got kicked out then well, well, let me say I, probably we don't take care of our responsibilities then we a neglect different point of adulthood we, we neglect and we you know just pure confusion. It is. It could be. And, and that's why some people don't. And I understand why some people wouldn't want that. Like, if, I, if I'm if i going to rent a space, and this might... So, but I don't really... I don't want to... I don't want to... And then imagine me, me trying to sleep two o'clock in the morning and you got music blasting. Blast. And you come out and you're like, hey. And the person like, okay, well, what happened? Y- uh, I pay any rent, rent in here. What are you going to tell me? Like... Yeah, but you're sharing a space, so that means... Consideration a, must be made. Com- and compromising. Yeah, it, it is. And it's 100% that. Again, but I, I, I feel like the way that it's going, 
it's not going to be that it's an option. It's going to be a necessity. Like, eventually, if it continues going this way, even if you go all the way down to Deep Bay, you're not going to be able to find a rental apartment for less than 800 US a month. Like, it's going... It's unfortunately, if it's heading in that direction, then what could you do? It's like, well, we, me and you need to a house. We need to come to some kind of compromise. Could I live with you? You live with me. These are the rules. And so on. And this is how we're going to try to make this thing happen. You pay 400 US. I pay 400 US. That's how much? 400 US is what? That's three, about 1,000 EC? 1080, yeah. Yeah, just about, yeah. Wow, you got a dunk to dunk to dunk pack by. <laughs> you know, when they're gaining. Anyway, um, so like, yes, ten, so that's 1080, right? Me and you're going to pay 1080 EC. And that's just, just that's how we're going to do it. Because I'm telling you, other cultures come to St. Kitts and do this thing. Like, there are many, there are some, I'm going to say Indian, but I do mean <laughs> Indian. There are some Indians. That like there's like ten guys living in a three bedroom apartment. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it either, but they do it, and they do it for extended periods of time. Yes, they do go back home. Don't get me wrong. I'm not they trying have to no shut. Choice. I mean, I mean, when a company bring you bring you and tell you, hey, you have to live here. What are you gonna do? Live somewhere else? You and just, I can't afford it, and the people and don't pay me. So 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 what you're saying is then, for them, it's. This has to happen, and for us, well, we're just going to be homeless then. I guess so. No, man. Kittishans don't go homeless. I don't. Kittishans don't. No matter what, Kittishans are not homeless. They're in a situation they don't like. Okay, so then the homeowner should put in, into consideration of um, why? people that need homes. Why? Why? Why would what they do that? What do you mean, that? why? But we what, don't business, what business sense would that make? Business sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... How I'm not against it. I'm just asking why would they do that? What, what is the incentive of lowering your price? Because renting your house and not having it rented just vacant is better than it being rented and not wait. It agreed. And that, that's what I said in the first instance. Like, if it was a situation where some of these houses were not being rented, then the only option would be for the person to drop the rent. I, I, I remember hearing... Um, a homeowner one time because I d- dabbled in real estate a bit. Oh, you did? Yeah, this is why. Camila, I what have you not dabbled in? No, soon you're going to tell me that you were a painter and you were a recording I did, artist. I do paint. I do paint. I painted my own salon. I just, I literally just grabbed something out the ear just now. Just uh, like painted out okay, of the ear. Well, you could have grabbed something else. So you're going to tell me you're a singer? Kind of. Okay, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> I got you there. It's a kind of, you didn't say you do. But yeah, like like okay, so you doubled in real estate. And what did you what did you find out? I found that um, a lot of homeowners who rented to locals, which is why I said what I said earlier. Um, you know, they had children marking up the walls. Oh no, that's terrible. You know, um, the bathrooms were really dirty, and they were like they were. Let's say if I had if I had eight clients who were renting to locals, they were like, "This is why I prefer students because you know they keep the place clean and they did really? this and they did do, blah blah blah." Um, so for, they're just they rent accordingly. Yeah, they rent. I feel like ho- weird, um homeowners are very prejudiced because they probably are. But then why wouldn't you be? I keep I keep coming back to the same thing because it's like. Economics is not a humanitarian thing. Like economics is is well. It's, I'm See, lying. You I'm ask lying. me a question and I don't feel like I answer it. You know. What's that? Just no. But go ahead. Like I don't. I don't like exactly. I'm saying why would they? Why would they drop the price? What's the incentive of 
saying, I am a homeowner. I want my place rented. I don't rented, even so know I how they just come up with these prices. Like, who do, who gets to decide Them. this? this one, time, one time I did, we did have a, a meeting with, um, with Sean. I remember. Um, yes, we were there. Yeah, we were. And we asked him, we because we were vexed and because pissed. Because I was saying, oh, I need to, they need to start, start to board. have. Yes, they need to start a, a home board, a homeowners board, or some kind of rent control or something like that. And he said, but these, this is and people. This topic here hit it home for you. This is it, it. But you see, the thing is, from that point to this point, my perspective has shifted just a little bit because I'm looking at it from a different standpoint. Okay. No, it's like. Why would they? What's the incentive of making affordable rent? Like, I could understand if you have like an apartment complex and you say, okay, this apartment complex, my. But how is it, okay, how is it fair that I build a house and I decide, well, oh, I'm not going to pay for it. I'm going to let um, my four apartments pay for it. You don't think people being selfish by expecting. I mean, it's being realistic, right? Mm hmm. Okay, the apartments pay for it. Uh-huh. That's a business point of view. Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's like the people is... I feel... What to say? They're taking advantage of the situation? What, what business doesn't take advantage of the situation? What business makes a profit that doesn't take a, advantage of the situation? All of them. So we basically go be home. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and like, I'm sorry. I'm, and it's like, I, I, I want... Camila, I'm telling you, while you're sitting here, I'm looking at you and I'm saying, please change my mind about this. I'm literally here saying, please give I tried, me... I tried, Please give I tried. me... Please tell me what the I incentive is. And it's like, I will change my mind today. But it's difficult for me to, it's difficult for me to change my mind simply because I'm looking at it as this person wants to pay their mortgage using this investment that they made, which is any investment is, is risk, risky at some level. I could build this house and it could be destroyed tomorrow. And the insurance could give me a run on and say they're going to only give me 15% because it was only a year old. You understand? It's, mm. These things, these things happen. Uh, it, it's some act of God that they didn't put in the contract and you lose everything. So you are in debt for $3 million and the bank just decides, well, you owe us $3 million and you never rented the place, the place never rented, just some act of God and it's destroyed. Or... You hired a contractor who didn't know what he was doing, and the building has cracks. It's there's that, always that there's always some risk, and if where there is high risk, there is usually high reward. If I'm going to, if you, it, because the thing is, when it comes to renting too, remember you're not building, you're not liable for anything in the house. If you, if something is destroyed, the homeowner is the one who bears all the liability. Like you never come into an apartment and say, well, well, with those twelve hundred, um, twelve hundred US, they must be able to afford things. I mean, price conversion and everything. Yes, but the thing is, again, you might, you might, we might look at it this way, and they owed some return. Like is it is up to if they make if they make tw- if they make twelve hundred US dollars how much is twelve hundred US dollars? That's a good question. Hey um, Siri. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't I don't it doesn't matter. So the twelve hundred US dollars, um, that's what they make every month, right? That that goes out for the bank. It goes for because most of these places are furnished, which I hate. The furnishings, which is a next bill. Um, hey, if ho- any homeowners listening. Please update your your furniture. Why? Some, be, 
Some people has got these houses renting and with, got it with 2005 plastic chairs and so nobody sitting down in plastic chairs that when you're sitting on it, you hear scrooks in 2020. They would do it if they're paying 1200 US dollars. No, I've seen I've seen an apartment in Matinley for at least 700 US dollars and it was a one bedroom. It was probably as big as from here to here for 700 dollars, you know. <laughs> That's like what, a studio? Yeah, a studio. And yeah. the stove, one of the burners wasn't working. Yeah. I mean... And somebody will rent it. That's the thing. It's like, it's like supply and demand. I can't get... I, we, keep, we keep going back if to the same thing. If you're picking up rent, I mean, for a long period of time, over... Come on, man. Yes, you but sh- that's You should what, be able to maintain... But, but even so, that's what I'm saying. If you destroy everything in this apartment, and I've collected... $1,200 for 10 months, that's 12,000 US. Mm-hmm. I will have to find, still find money out of that to buy everything, replace everything in this apartment. Plus, if you mash up the, the pipe, I have to fix it. If you don't pay you bills, well, it's different now. Skelec is different now. It used to be, because it used to be, it used to be under the, the um, you used to pay rent, or you used to pay electricity through your landlord. Like your landlord's name would be on the property for electricity. But no, I think you have a you have a. Uh, I'm sure the markup of these if, of these apartments is enough to cover their mortgage payment and then. So I, you know, I disagree. I don't think, especially for the first five years, that it's enough. Like in terms of covering the mortgage and making sure that everything is set and steady, it's especially for the downtime, the two months that between rent, if it's only a year or whatever, because the lease is usually a year, mm-hmm. year two years, like. Again, at the end of the day, they're trying to pay back the bank and still make just a little bit of money and still hold money aside so to fix. they to build soon. Me? No. <laughs> I, the thing is, you know, I, I, I'm going to say this and it's not, it's not something that like, I'm proud of, but I don't know if real estate is all that it's cracked up to be. Um, it, it, I, don't, I don't say that. Unless it is their own land and you're going to build on it and I'm just going to hold the lease on the land, which okay. doesn't really happen often. Um, buildings there could be a liability and there could be a deep deep dive it could be like an endless pit of money in investment and not really see the returns like I mean it's possible and it's also a very long term game word it's long term you're not going to make the same big profits in building you build this property it's like 10-15 years to see maybe a single dime of profit you know, it's just and especially when you're renting because people are using it they're destroying it every year you, you gotta paint it you gotta keep and all of these things add up you gotta house tax it so it's like you could you could strike gold but you could also not strike gold and end up in a money pit that's better to just sell it and leave it alone and move on and just run away with the money sometimes but I don't know I don't know if I believe in housing that much okay like, um, fair enough one one thing I do believe in um, is tech. I believe in like things like apps and them kind of things. Like these things you build once and you sell a million times and you make money a million times. Like you know what makes a lot of money and we don't ever really think about it. This is not going to be a long conversation with you. Um, but video games. Mm-hmm. Video games make bank, man. Just... Just money. I could only imagine. I mean, my son kind of robbed me like 99 US the other day where he bought a year subscription of some app. Exactly. And the thing is, from the time you make the app, the the cost is, that's that's it. It's just, it's only promotion. You promote it. 
people buy it and, and it's not costing you more money to sell more copies of it. Because even back in the day, like, you remember we used to, you, used to, yeah, you ever had a PlayStation? Of course. Of co- okay, good. Camila, you're on my team now. <laughs> All right. So, um, PlayStations, they would give you discs. Mm-hmm. And the discs were relatively cheap because, you, I mean, they were like CDs, but just black or silver, like this weird back color. Uh-huh. But anyway, Selling those CDs has a cost. Mm-hmm. In today's world, it's not selling no CDs, no. You could literally download the games them online. Correct. Downloading a game online costs a company almost nothing. If if they sell a thousand copies or sell a, a million copies, it's really no difference. Right, because, I mean, with the CDs, you have to go into production. Exactly. Into people, so they cut costs like it that. It cut costs like that, but no, it's like, yeah, you have to have no physical, you don't have to have a physical copy. Don't get me wrong, they still do sell yeah, still physical do. copies because people like that, but they don't have to. You could literally buy games online. Right, and not when you got PS4 with one terabyte. And so, I mean, you could download endless games. Well, like People are complaining about that too because even one terabyte ain't it. It could never be enough. <laughs> Like, like you, you remember? You, okay, maybe you. If I'm showing my age, I'm sorry. You remember floppy disks? Yeah, of course. Okay, great. Come super. on, Steven. Men, men, that men. Oh young. God, okay, Come great. on, I got it. I just, I don't like losing people. Floppy disks used to hold one point four four megabytes. Yeah. Megabytes. When megabytes. I went to college, I had a hundred and twenty eight megabyte um, flash drive, and that was like, that was big. But just imagine when one gig was big. And then I had a gig. And I was like, that 128 out the door. Them kids know it's like one gigabyte pen drive. That is a waste of time. That's one movie, Steven. That's, 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 that's just one movie. That's a movie. Especially, especially if it's in 1080p. Exactly. If it's in 4K, you can't even hold on there. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like no matter how big the capacity gets, we're going to find a way to fill it. Content providers are going to say, well, we have a terabyte. I mean, we could make a game that's 50, mega, 50 gigabytes big. We could make a 100 gigabyte big game because we have a terabyte. So we could do more. Why not? <coughs> and then with the advent of the internet, like game faster and faster, it could never be fast enough. Why? When are we going to be satisfied? Never. When is enough enough? Human beings, I, I think human beings, and I think the push for technology is interesting because it's the... the, the, it's the the industry of never enough. The, the bandwidth on your phone will never be enough. Even when 5G comes online and you have an antenna on every post, right? It'll never be fast enough. We'll find a way to use it. Even if, if we had a, 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 a phone that could take pictures and you could zoom into Mars, it can never be enough because well, we can't zoom into Pluto. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, Steven, let's reel it back now. Okay, great. Let's reel it back. So, Camille, I'm going to ask you this. Like, what wakes you up in the morning? What makes you, what makes life worth living for you? My son. My son! <laughs> Just knowing that I got, I got, well, Steven, I have to get him, get up to get him ready every day. Every day is like clockwork. Besides that, I mean, you know, it's just a drive and the, what the word is, my thirst for the hustle. The thirst for the hustle. That keeps me going. Okay, so let's let's take this let's take this time. Now, what do you do? Because I know what you do, but unfortunately, we might be talking. People don't know what you do. What does Camilla do? What does Camilla do besides everything? Huh? Besides everything, because you paint. Like I just literally said, like if you have a paint, if you're paint, and you're just like, yes, I but, paint. But you know, I'm a Gemini first of all. So Gemini's are multi-talented. I am multifaceted. Oh snap! If I might say so. Those are some big words, yeah, man. 
multifaceted. What about the people? Who are joking. Yeah, everybody got so, um, I was a nurse. I have a bachelor's in biology, so I'm a bio- biologist. Oh wow! Uh-huh. Right, that sets my background. Um, I left nursing and I opened a salon. I worked in different companies here and there. So and you hated them all. They were all. They were all. They all no, 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 no. Some of them taught me some really great lessons. Helped mm. me to understand how to run a business because it was always managerial positions. So yeah. really, yeah. After I had my son, I was like, yo, uh, uh-uh, uh, I like can't. This entry level crap. Yeah, it was like no. What happened is that I was working at a certain place. Don't want to get in trouble, uh-huh. right? And it was okay for me to be clocking in at. Um, nine to six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, not getting compensated for the hours, knowing mm. that I have at the time a 10 month old child. And one morning, I think Mason was sick, he got, he got a vaccine. And remember, I'm telling you, he's under a year at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. He got a vaccine and he had a fever and he couldn't seem to stop fussing. Even though he was by the sitter, he just kept fussing. So I was like, she called me and she was like, I don't know what, but I can't get him down. So I, had to leave and go to him mm-hmm. and every half an hour they kept calling me and I was like I'm dealing with my son mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to figure out what's wrong oh um, what's the code for this what's the code for that they operated like they couldn't function without me mm-hmm. when this is a team that have been training day in and day out and it got to a point where the bosses called me and they were Indians. The bosses called me into the, to a meeting and they were like, it was totally unacceptable, this time and the other. And I got so infuriated because it was like... I've been working though. This was an emergency. Like I had right, like how, could you, how, how can you not understand? How like could you leave. hold it against me? Mm-hmm. Right? So... After then, I kind of realized, no, I've been doing, you know, running other people's business, businesses, mm-hmm. could run my own, but I want to do something that I enjoy and have a passion, passion for. for. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to dabble in nails before, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, that's what I want to do. But my mother then used to tell me, oh, you're not going to be successful what? unless you're a doctor or lawyer. Oh, they have that. Mm-hmm. Right? And... It so happened that I came back to something I enjoy doing, which is nails. So when did when did you start nails? This is like the this this is gonna be two um folks in a row that do nails now, I think. Three years ago. Started in twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen feels so close though. Seventy eighteen, nineteen, twenty, yeah. It feels so close. Like even when you say like like if you say like back in two thousand one, I'm like, I was just the other day. And it's like if you think about it, two thousand one was nineteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, pe- but people have different perspectives of time eh? where I'm keep I keep saying listen this year is like speeding up mm-hmm. other people are saying like oh it going so slow and slow like, in match exactly we in the, the first quarter the it already basically done I, if I turn my face tomorrow is, is th- the 31st I even feel like I'm behind on my goals for the year. Bye. I'm telling you, Camila, I am trying my best to stand it. But look okay, it. But we, we're going to get back on point because I want to hear the rest of your story. So you, you, you got into this. How did you start the business? How did you get into it? Man, I just saw it happen. What? Yeah. yeah. I went to my mom and her husband at the time and I said, this is what I wanted to do. And within a week of telling them I was on a plane going to New York to do nail class and uh, get nail school. And then when I came back, my stepfather was like, I already have a place. And I was like, 
wait, give me a second. Let me to, to absorb let me, it. Yeah, let me yeah. let me see what's going on. But then none of that happened. I really didn't have the chance to sit down and say, well, this is really happening until I we actually opened. Mm-hmm. I got my business license, and it was like, wow, full steam ahead. Yeah. Do you do you regret it or do you? Are no, you happy? of course not. Of course not. It's mm. been an amazing journey. I love my clients. Like, just getting to know people. I, I love what I do. It's oh man, it's, it's, guys, you ain't seeing this sparking shit. She just like kind of turn up immediately. <laughs> I like, love what I do. Lately, oh mm. my favorite thing. Oh, and I'm also a sugarista. A sugarista. Yes. And I've seen this, but explain it to us. So, um, a sugarista. Vagina, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it. It's basically just removing here with a sugar piece. So, everybody is familiar with waxing. Mm-hmm. It's hot. It goes on hot and it breaks. The, when you tear it, it yeah. breaks the hair. Mm-hmm. So, sugaring goes on room temperature and it basically pulls the hair from the root. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so I would never think it's, just, it's special. It's not just sugar, water and... It's not it's just sugar, water, and lemon. That's it. Yeah, but it's how it's spun. Yes, yes, or how yes. How it's yes. heated, it's into a it's turned into a paste, almost okay. like candy, like. Oh, because I see the texture and it looks it looks gooey. Yeah, it is gooey. So, but there's a method to hair removal. Mm-hmm. Sugar acts like a chain, so once you flick it in a motion, it will um, remove all of it in one. In one thing, I could tell you a, a terrible story. Sure. Like one time you went memes. to wax one time? Yeah. No, no, no. I've never I've never done that. Not never <laughs> ever. Um I've I've what I've I do males as well. Males. Males. You, you get a lot of males like Yes. Yes. <laughs> Camila, I'm sorry. I feel like that would be like completely into my personal space. Well, it is into your personal space, but when you don't have heel growing back like in three days, you have it in three weeks, then oh, you're gonna yeah. be like, you know what, Camilla, I'm not shaving again. I'm not shaving again. Could we just put like maybe a long piece of tap to make me feel good about myself? Just like put a long tap <laughs> in that area and just no, like harden off. No, I have to get all up in there. Okay. Um. All right. All right. All right. Fine. That's. That's fine. All right, so we're moving on. But, okay, but the thing is, um, I have a bad story. Like, one time I remember uh, Mims, she had, she wanted to, you know, do some waxing. And she was like, you know, come and help me. It was like, under she am or whatever. Mm-hmm. And by, oh, by, I think I botched that job completely, man. It oh, was, my goodness. I, I was awful. And the thing is, I think it was just rough. Like, it was just like, put it on. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, you can't wait. You're doing it. So, and it's like, it was, so when that happens, um, mm-hmm. the difference between sugaring and waxing is that it doesn't stick to live skin cells. Oh. So whereas the waxing would go on and it could stick to your skin, sometimes people come out with second degree burns and yeah. irritations and stuff like that. And redness is just got a redness. Right. So the sugaring, um, it, ha- is a, it has antibacterial properties oh. and it helps to de- exfoliate the skin. Amazing. Yeah, so some people have clearer skin afterwards, and if you're accustomed to ingrowing here, it gets it get rid of that and helps as well. Amazing stuff! Look at you, <laughs> sugaring. Yeah, so sugaring is my latest passion. I <laughs> can't wait for the next step. But is it is it like is it that you like you like the sugaring? Because I mean, I feel like that's like such a personal thing. 
Yeah, but I'm a professional at okay. the end of the day. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's, it's personal, but I'm a professional. Like nude shoots, I'm like a professional. I'm professional at nude shoots. Professional. There you go. Like I just in out do my job. You just do your job. Like, like a gyne. Yeah, like a gyne. <laughs> oh my god, I said yeah to like a gyne. <laughs> Not a gyne, a gyne, like a gynecologist. Oh, I thought it said like a gyne. Because like, they don't... call me the pom pom doctor now. Am I allowed to say that? Of course. Okay. You're allowed to say anything you want. This is an adult show. It's an adult program. Um, let me ask you this. Do you, do you, like your life, like you've lived, have you lived your whole life here or did you? Some of it has been in, in the States. Mm. Um, I've traveled quite a few places. Like I'm, I think I'm one of my, in my friends, the other day I was telling somebody I went to Paris and they were like, oh, you've been to Paris? Paris. I know. Was it all like it cracked up? Was it all it was cracked up to me? I like, was, was even young enough to, 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 to enjoy it. I was just telling my mother, I want a croissant. I want a croissant. I want a croissant. How old were you? I was like six. No, man, you're too young. You exactly, but I'm going back though. Okay, I'm just saying, like, you ain't got an experience. I just got actually, like, it's all the city filled with love. That he, that he was cracked up to me and, like, you know, the Eiffel Tower, was it great? Right, exactly. But at least I could say that I went there. You could, you could, and you probably have some pictures too, right? Because you know we try to be memories. I have memories of getting the best croissants of my life. Oh no, nothing compares to a nothing croissant. Nothing compares to the cro- a croissant made from Paris. Made in Paris. Oh my God, you're made making me want it. I know. Like one of the places I actually want to visit. I want to go Singapore. Um, oh, all you have to do is get a Taiwan scholarship, and then you could travel all the. Oh uh, really? <laughs> Really? I oh, yeah, see all them Taiwanese um, students over there living their best life. I thought, I thought they just getting pair. <laughs> I think they're studying too. I think they study over there. So they they get to study in different places. That's what happening. No. I know they traveling. study in Taiwan. Yeah, but they study study in Taiwan. But if you stay, cause they get a stipend, you just stay, save your money and then. And travel to. Yeah, right now I'm sure in Taiwan the schools are closed down until. End of match because of this virus. But then wouldn't that restrict travel? I think that would restrict travel. To Probably, a but I'm just saying in another case where, you know, they don't have school for a amount of days, it's easy to just travel. Go to somewhere else? Yeah. Wow. At um, least if you could afford it. Maybe they have ex- ex- excursions also, do you? Are you scared? Of? Like the, the coronavirus and... Um, I'm trying not to overthink it. I feel like sometimes a part of paranoia is people, you know, going eh, about about it, and then it puts us in panic mode when we're supposed to just attack it with with confidence. And right? common sense and common sense. You know, you know to wash your hands. You know to do the steps. Mm-hmm. Just deal with it. You know, I think the thing is I always I always try to go the unconventional wisdom road. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I I say unconventional. I don't like. Mass hysteria and mass media. Me neither. So what, what does that make us? Um, outsiders. It may, I don't know. I don't want to say people are immature for watching the news. Um, no, but, but I mean, you hear some... I just think that people blow things out of proportion. They do. And, and, and I, think, I think too, you have to understand what the news is trying to do. The news is trying to be relevant. It, the, the whole the whole message the Wait, whole purpose you have purpose, to make it sell you have to make it it has have, to be to make your news selling it has to sell there, there must be some amount of drama some amount of 
you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of energy. And there's nothing better of a story than imminent doom. Well, here, this is what we do. We like to put masks and we like to stir up the masses. We love it because, again, <laughs> it creates that mass hysteria. People who, are, people who are in a state of mass hysteria, they don't do a lot of critical thinking. And it works for the capitalists too because oh, then... Wait, I say that every five years. Every five oh, yes. <laughs> Silly season! But it does, but it's true. It's true though. What I'm saying is actually true because if you feel like, for example, this 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 virus that's spreading around, if you feel like life is coming to an end, your decision making is more immediate. So it's more, well, life, I can go dead soon, so it makes sense I buy this car. Or it makes sense I just take this loan. It makes sense I do this. It makes sense I do that. It makes sense. It's just like there's a very short frame. Of, of, of understanding. Yeah, when you know for sure you're about to die, like if you have like cancer or something, but over this, you, we don't know what the fate of the world is going to be. And the, the problem is, is that is there's a lot of mis, there's a lot of misinformation. And, and, and unfortunately, from what I'm getting is like, the virus kills what, 2% of those that are diagnosed. That right, those and it, I, I heard that it's um, only happening to the extremely young. And, and the, the extremely old and fragile. And persons who have a compromised immune system. Yes. Uh, who have a pre-existing condition exactly so it, it, it the, the thing is uh, one time I think Mim said something the other day she says you know everybody's talking about like wash your hands and sand nobody really is talking about build your immune system and feed yourself healthy food and you know put, live a healthy life right because that might be the best thing to save your life at the end of the day most of the cases are still mild I'm not saying don't God, let me make sure I'm saying the right things. I'm not saying don't be aware of what is happening around you. You have to be aware of what's happening Definitely. around you. But just don't get caught up into the mass hysteria. Like Chinese people are not inherently filled with the verse just because they're from China. Right. You I, see that all, I see that happening. We always use these things. And I, I realize that. Like, I think Trevor Noah said it. We use these things as a way to emphasize our racist traits. Like... We want to be racist against a certain group or prejudice. You don't watch, you don't watch Trevor Noah? Of course. That's your... The, um, daily, the daily show. Yeah, that's your... You'll be trying to be a Trevor Pro, Noah protege? That's your interview style type of thing? I don't think so. I think Trevor Noah is much more... Much more formal and much more... Much, a much better interviewer than I am. I don't think so. Okay. I think I like... I'm trying to gauge where, you, where you're trying to emulate or how you interview. Uh... I don't think the thing is I don't think that are going to these things like an interview. I think I'm going to them like a conversation, and that's 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 my angle. It's just a conversation. Okay. Like I'm gonna share with you, and you're gonna share with me, and we're gonna share. This. So it's like an equally invested thing. It, it, it's, it's, it's like it's not it, it's not supposed to feel like I'm questioning. Does it feel like no, I'm questioning? No, not at all. Not yeah, at all. Like digging deep. Like tell me. De- like, no, no. <laughs> I don't know, that, that's not how it is. Like, we just, we seen and we're having a chat. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this question now. I'm be, let me be an interview. Okay. So, Camilla Morris, <laughs> why are men trash in St. Kitts? Why Tell are men me. trash? Because we don't like, they don't like commitment. Mm. We went away from commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think so? You honestly think so? Yeah. What else could it be? I mean, like, and we just do, they don't, just don't have why they can't just be satisfied with one woman I'm satisfied with one woman you yeah but what happened to the rest of them why we have to lie uh, 
It's a hard question to answer. I think, I think, I think a lot of the times when I'm I like, do, oh, I'm just that one is based off of what I hear people say. But the commitment thing is definitely on me. I feel like we better meet good people all the time and they mm-hmm. have good qualities, but they like don't want to commit. They want to be out there having like being single like me and you. Let's pretend like we're in a relationship, but we're really in a relationship. But I don't want people to know. But me and you know, type of thing like. What? Because I don't want you to be dating anybody else. Right. I want to keep you for myself while I out here doing whatever I want to do because we really ain't in a relationship, but we kind of sort of um. Yeah. I don't call them things situationships. Well, we have a lot of situationships here. I think, and I don't know, I, I think it has... <sighs> Bye. I'm going to say some things now, and, and you're fine not to agree with them. Okay. I think, <clears throat> first thing, first thing, I think um, men have always kind of, like, saw women as, as, as like, pursuits, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, once we get you, it's like, okay, we have you now. Um... Wow, but that one over there look like it, she gonna be more challenging. And being with this person, and this is, I'm talking about not me. I'm not talking about our age. I'm talking about before. Okay. Right. So like back in the days, man meets a woman, he gets married, he chooses this woman to have his children. That's like that's generally the case. Mm-hmm. But because this he sees because the culture is like this is my property, my children are my property, my wife is my property. They even used to beat them, like openly, mm-hmm. right? This is my property. My home is my property. This is... I own this. Mm-hmm. They go out and they say, okay, I need a challenge. Because I've already conquered this 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 field. So I need a challenge. I'm going to go out there and challenge this, right? I'm saying this was the general culture. Knowing these days now, the men are just like, I don't know if I want to own... I don't know if I want to own anybody. But I still want the perks of the ownership. Wait, so isn't that a commitment issue? Of course. Of course, I Wait, think I'm a, I'm on ball. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's yeah, I think it's commitment issues. I think, but I think it just stems from again, it's just not seeing it like, 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 hey, like, I don't want to commit to you. It's more like I just don't want to only commit to you. I want to commit to you, and I want to just kind of have some probably, fun. Probably, you know time. what? Let me call the women out by saying probably these men are trash. Only because the women of our society and culture don't demand respect and don't demand more of themselves. Because if they keep giving everything to the men, it's like, why do they need to, to be in a relationship? Why do they need to do anything? That's so true. What, what, if, what if we became a culture where we, we, show, we had more respect for ourselves? Well, I think we're also, in, we're also in a culture where women are doing very similar things to men. Like, this, it's like, it's almost like, I know of women who are in relation, multiple relationships or have or entertained multiple relationships. Oh, boy. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, who entertain multiple relationships for a myriad of different reasons. And for all intents and purposes, I thought that was generally a man trait, sexist thought aside. Okay, I, I agree with you. Um, and the fact that modern times are changing. Yeah, it is. It has it has changed ridiculously. It's a lot. It's different. So if I okay, so in a case like that, let's think like a man now. So if I'm doing that, I'm only doing that because I'm trying to keep my options open. Because although I might be happy with one person, mm-hmm. it's like you're not giving me the feeling that I really want to be committed and settled down with you. That's true, but then the thing is, it's weird because then you would you you're expecting this person, right? Okay. Let me not, let me, I'm going to tear away. I'm, I want to have multiple options so I don't get hurt. 
right? Okay. Like, I have this spread. I have three women. Okay. And the reason I'm with three women is that if one of them break up with me, I could have instant rebound and I could have other two other women. I have choices, right? And I am going out to one of these women and saying, you can't have anybody else because that makes me feel bad. Mm-hmm. You check what I'm saying? I am expecting her to be exclusive to me, but at the same time, I'm not being exclusive to her. Like, but yet I'm saying, I don't trust that she's going to be exclusive to me, but I'm doing the same thing that I don't, I don't really want. Funny enough that I'm the type of woman that if we're not committed, then I don't owe you anything. And, 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 it, and, that's, and, that, and that's me demanding respect. And that's me like just saying, hey, not because we're with each other. We're not committed. If you can't be committed to me, why, can't, why, should, I, why should you expect that of me? If you feel like you're going to have your options open, I'm going to have my options open as well. And, then, and, and with all due respect, yes, that's, that's exactly what happens. And then nothing really changes. It's just a lot of, and again, it comes into a situation, situation where the two of you are kind of never going to connect it's almost it, sorry to use your words but like it's almost like wasting time like in my case maybe in 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 a similar situation some here's what always happens to me mm-hmm. at the end of it you i move on and i feel like i'm well not feel like but i always move on to greener pastures i make sure it's green before i move on mm-hmm. and then when you start doing better they're like i miss you you know you are really a good one things is them I, things manipulate i don't I think what happens is that when you really do have a good one, men don't realize off the bat. Ah, uh, boy, Camila, me might go disagree, but continue. Let me hear this one because I think I disagree from the onset. Why? I, th- I, I don't think believe men, that need any any expl- explanation. I think I think a good one, a good one might not be a good one for you. Like a good woman, like you can find many good women, but that's not the woman. For for, that's not the woman that he feels is for him. Okay. Like, you might be fun, you might be cute, you might be good at certain things, you might be nice to be around, you have good company, or whatever the case is. You mm-hmm. have you, you're a good woman, mm-hmm. but I am not, you're not it for me. Like, 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 I'll tell you, like, I used to be more, of course, accessible, right? Mm-hmm. And, and when I, I had to make a decision, you know, especially in this, this current relationship, that like, yeah, this is it. And it's only when I said, like, screw all of this other crap, and I'm going to just put my focus into this and see what happens. Like, let me not have a second, like, a, a, an option. Mm-hmm. Let me just put myself into this and see what happens. Unlike you, a lot of guys don't get to that point. Really. Some guys do, but they just take a long, long time, That's and some guys saying. absolutely don't. That's what I'm saying, that sometimes it, they realize too, too late. And I don't, I, you, know, you know what I think? I think sometimes... A guy would realize that you were, like, great. Like, you were great. And maybe he could have made a better do of it. Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, the woman wins. Because at the end, like, you don't want that. Like, if he ain't ready for you, no matter how good you are, he just ain't ready for you. Like, he's he's not it. And, like, when he realizes, even if he realizes that, boy, I really screwed up. That's his lesson to learn for loss. the next one. It, but it's not, it's not like, for example, it's not like to say that you were it for him because you weren't and he wasn't it for you either. 
Of course, which is why I'm saying any smart woman in a situation like that, you keep your options open. And smart men too. You probably, can't keep you. probably well, he thinking men he's, men he's men a player, you. he's just a member on the team. Oh, snap. <laughs> Camilo, you're talking some things here, you know, I don't know why. I don't know these games, just play these games, just play these games. I don't know. It, it, the it, thing it's is, only the smart thing to do in this day and age because it's like people come around and they waste your time. But then that's the thing. Look at me. My my situation is that I'm a mompreneur, right? I make my own money. I pay my own bills. Nobody can step to me today and say, well, oh, I help Camilo with this and I I pay this for Camilo. Mm. Right? So it's like if I'm entering, what I want, what I'm looking for is somebody who could help build me, build me up and bring something to the table that I can put there for for myself. Given that I do everything for myself, it really sets a high standard for the partner that I want or the partner that could step to me. Uh-huh. And so if I, like, I'm interested in you and we're talking and you don't give me the type of, and I would know, only I would know what I want and what I demand. And if you don't meet my d- demands, these are things that I set for myself. Only then I could realize, listen, it's not listen this you're not ready for me you're not ready for this song but do you cut do you cut do you cut that re- that relation off immediately upon this revelation until somebody comes and say camilla i'm ready to build with you and i want the same thing then no then I'm, I'm, not cu- I'm not cutting ties until somebody really shows up at my door and say camilla this is what i'm prepared to them prepared to meet all your needs etc etc then i could say you know what see you now sayonara suckers I've learned I've learned something lately and maybe maybe something that that kind of pertains to this. Um I always used to be like I want somebody to do the same thing like mm-hmm. to that person has to do for me what I want to what I want done for me. They got to be a part of my team. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned recently and maybe this isn't something for everybody maybe it is is that I had to try to be somebody who was on somebody else's team too. You check what I mean? Like, mm. and, I, and women just do this very, without much effort. I don't know. Women just got this way about them that they just take what you have and they shape it and they just spit out something better. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's, it's the fact that like you guys have like the capabilities to actually bring forth I think, life. I think I think women are futuristic, good ones, that is. Mm. Only some of us has the quality to see you know, potential and potential. mold it right. to reality, right? But uh, the women I've met and the women I've dated have always kind of had that. Like, I would give them something and, and maybe they that's would, a quality that you look for. Look, uh, look maybe that's to. something I attract, right? Right. But they're just, they're just, they're just like, soon, it's a, so just consume it mm-hmm. and then they just Which are good put something into it and then they just put it back out and it's much better than I could have ever imagined, right? But the thing is, what, 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 what I've learned is that what am I doing for that person because it can't just be that I am getting from you or like you have to come with this like what am I bringing to you you see what I mean like mm-hmm. like, and I think that completely changed it, it made for one thing it kind of broke me ego a little bit and it made me more I mean I don't want to say sensitive but it made me more like it'd be easier to communicate things like me too like I want to do I don't want you to be unhappy like May want nobody with me and they're unhappy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and after a while, I had to kind of figure out that, look, 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 in order for this person to not be unhappy, I have to be invested in them. Like, <clears throat> I have but to bring have to, something to them. Basically, you have to compromise. Well, in, in, to, to be honest, right, compromise is key. Yes, it's true 100%. But man, even talking about compromise, I'm talking about I have to do something 
just like how you're asking, like somebody has to do something for you. Mm-hmm. Like I have to do something for you. It can't be that you just bring in your love and your your right. your, 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 your your everything so, and your energy. And I just kind of like just receiving it. There are relationships like that where you pour into somebody. You have a half cup mm-hmm. and you're full and you keep pouring into the other person. If you're pouring into somebody and it doesn't take away from you, but you're building each other up, that's a good thing. But yes. if, you, if you feel like you're pouring into them and they're growing and you are just stagnant, right? Then obviously it you're not. Kills it kills you. Right? It's not a match. Exactly. It eats you and it, it, it it's frustrating too. It's frustrating because you, you genuinely might love this person and care for them and want the best for them, but then you just feel so empty and and and. I don't want to say dead, but you do feel you just feel empty. You're giving, and the person just kind of like, "Wow, this is great." And it's like, "Yeah, brother, it's great. Yeah, sister, it's great." But like, like, what about yo? What about the interest in this side? You know what I, I mean? A, I had a conversation where I was trying to explain this to somebody who I was seeing, mm. and I said, "It's like they wasn't getting it." I'm trying to say, "Listen." <laughs> apparently what we want is two different things and they were like not understanding it and I said you're an idiot oh no and you called the person an idiot yeah he flipped out at me why he shouted at me I never hear him shout before I was it was the sorriest thing but it wasn't to say that I was insulting you insulting. it's just like we're just not getting each other and he's like why do we keep coming back here why we can't why, 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 why is it that it's not growing anymore moving further yeah but he refused to accept it that's what happened that's why I lately realized sometimes you have to accept when things aren't working out and no matter how much you try to force it and you know you just gotta accept it for what it is and move like it's tough though it's really tough because sometimes like you reach into a situation where you've been giving for months or a year or whatever the case is mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> It's not boys in mass, but it's like you've invested so much already and like the walking away part does just feel... That, that whole thing hurt me more than I'm sure it could ever hurt him because the thing is that I saw so much potential and mm. so much... It's like I saw 10 years ahead in the future and it was like we, could, we were making so much money mm-hmm. and we were living the best life and we had so many opportunities because I feel like once you pull with somebody who, like I said, is going to make you grow, mm-hmm. then the only place you could see is up or the only place you could go is up. And the mere fact that it, they were just like, I'm, I want to be ready for it, but I might not be ready for it right now. Like, I've been saying I wanted it, but now that it's happening, it's like, maybe it's just too much. And I was like, this is not what I want. I want to meet somebody who's ready. Yeah. Who, like, not want to, I don't want to meet you in the getting ready stage. Or the, let's, let's handle it. Let's do it. And that's what I find is lacking here. And you know, it's funny too, like sometimes I think people here are also f- afraid too. They're very scared. Like guys, you would think are like, like hardcore or like, uh, that's not a word we use anymore, but they, they, they got this bravado about them. They, they seem very confident. Mm-hmm. Scared these guys. Scared, like frightened. Like they're afraid. Like commitment frightens well, the hell out of them. Love, And especially, it's all, it's they, catch themselves sli- they catch themselves sleeping. I'll tell you this. I had a friend one time, he was dating this girl, right? And man, oh man, he used to just commit to her. Like, he just used to go, give her lunch, like, pick her up, let her care, do all kind of things, just do all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Came up with romantic ideas and did all of this stuff and did everything, did everything. And, did everything. and for all intents and purposes, he was head over heels. Mm-hmm. But she just was like, I like you. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he pouring in and he pouring in and he pouring in and he pouring in. And then it's like, 
she eventually left. Because it's like, I feel like me and you are not on the same page here. Like, you are moving as if, like, this is, this is from her perspective. You're moving as if, like, this is for sure, and I'm still getting to know you. You, you check what I mean? Yeah. So, like, th- th- sometimes there's a mismatch, and guys here are fine, like, it's either or. It's either they're isn't going so, like... Isn't that when they realise it's too late? Yes, it's very realise But then the <laughs> opposite... I've been saying that before. The, the opposite Thanks is... Well, no, it out, no, no, no. The, the, the opposite... Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I made your point or maybe I didn't. But I think what I was saying is that sometimes that... Most of the times that, that, that situation is flipped on its head. Mm-hmm. It's my guy's girl. That's how most men in sync it's, it's sync. Like women will come and it's like... They're just pouring out this love and you're like... They're like... But man, even though like I like you, but man, really know if this I feel like I'm still walking through this. You know what <laughs> I mean? They just ain't ready yet. I they, mean, and they ain't ready. They ain't ready. They, but they ain't ready not because they're not going to be ready, but they're just not ready here. Like, and sometimes here ain't even such a far distance from where it started. Like, it's not like I'm not saying time is is the ultimate fact i'm just saying in terms of how a relationship is moving and this is where i think your communication thing is key like honesty is a real important part and if you're not even ready to be honest then i don't feel like you're even ready to be in a relationship correct definitely um what's that going to that ultimately that's going to lead to um a relationship that probably gonna last six or seven years because who's to say when this guy is gonna be ready when this woman when this guy is going to be ready Who's to say that? How much time am I going to allow him to waste in my life? I've known people who have been in 10-year relationships, no, no marriage. Happy? Can't say they're happy because... Because you know? like, even that, like, even that well, thing... Well, ten, 10 years of a relationship, no children, no, not living together, nothing, but they're, they're still in a relationship. Meanwhile, well, the girl or the guy is just in a relationship with each other, but they're looking outside for mm. another relationship. That's interesting because I think like sometimes we make judgments like I don't know what the circumstances are for anybody to be happy together. Mm-hmm. Like I've even gone to figure out like maybe even not living together is like like that that's like that that could be a thing. Right? Maybe it couldn't be a thing back in the day, but it could definitely be a thing now. Like you don't have to be married to be happy. You don't have to have children to be happy. True. Like you could be in a relationship for twenty five years, and this is the happiest relationship that you've had, or that you could you can't see yourself without this person, and the person can't see yourself without you. Now, if you have a dysfunction, like um, you're looking out and you're looking for a way out of this relationship for whatever reason, because sometimes guys will tell you they're looking out for it, and they're not really. They're just looking to get a little thing on the side. That's that happens. That's mm-hmm. A real thing. People telling you they love you sometimes is like, ah, you really, really, really I feel like really when I, when somebody um, loves you, you know it. You supp- you're supposed to know it. And also the, the actions them supposed yeah. to add up to because I mean, love being selfish. Half, half the time you're supposed to tell um, your spouses, like when they say things, you ain't supposed to, to, ju- to just say it. You're supposed to be able to feel it before they say it. It's true. If you understand what I mean. And guys, sometimes are quick to say they love you because they feel like that's a fast track to gain sex and it's, it's, it's a real thing. Like, I love you soothes all of the bad. So are you going to just say I love you to if, get if to fast track? If a man says I love you to me too soon? Mm-mm. Yeah, man, that's he, a red flag. Yeah, he... Mm-mm. Bye. That's a red flag. Bye. No, Bye-bye. but even, even some women, like, that's a red flag saying me too. Like, I met you for the first... We might have a... Don't get me wrong, you could feel certain things. Sometimes you met somebody once and you... You do feel a chemistry, you feel a connection, you feel the vibes, you feel a spark. Mm-hmm. But 
to be like, I think it's a little immature to be on the same night to be like, I love you and I want to marry I, you. And I think like, I've, I, that's weird. That's like, you ain't even give, you ain't even give it like a couple weeks, like a, a week, like not even a week. Like some guys ready to tell you they love you, like as soon as like you reach home, like if if you go home with them, they love you. Nah, uh, bye. If you say that even before I take off my pants, bye. I, I I think I have something. Bye. It's just it can't be like and and the thing is like sex and so like that's if, a dog right there. Bye. Look, listen. Sorry, and it's, sorry to say, but, but it's then a dog. when he gonna say I love you with such like disregard, like without any pertinence, without any real like backing. I, I don't hear some some man in town telling like holding up girls like baby I love you. You know, it's like. And and I see the girls and be like, me or me, and I'll be like, oh my goodness. That's naive, man. That's naive. That's somebody who ain't get a heartbreak yet. That's because it, again, the lie you got, you you could tell people by the actions if you if you what you're doing and what you're saying ain't adding up. That's a red flag. If you if there's things that you're not telling me before, even before the I love you come, it got some things we need to sort out. Who you be really? So you remember we, we talked about earlier about trying and trying in a relationship. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I came out learning is to appreciate your partner's efforts. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah, man. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, um, I learned that after the fact. Now, how I learned this was, <clears throat> even though we had our problems, we, at one point, we both sat down and we decided we're going to try and work on it. Mm-hmm. I think for some, and shameful, but some part of me didn't want to, to let go of, it was hard for me to forgive him. Mm-hmm. So I think whatever he did, even if he walked on a blade, it was just not enough. Oy. Right. So I know, I know then that I, I had done clock out. I know that there was nothing that he could, even though I wanted to try and I wanted it to work. You still couldn't forgive him, so that that part was still a, a yeah, obstacle. That that was that was the end. Maybe if I had probably given it the time and really, really tried. Maybe mm. I only said I wanted to try, and maybe I did try for the love of God. But just it just it just isn't as easy to forgive somebody for things. You know, you know, forgiveness takes to it. Forgiveness takes a level of patience for both. The person who is being forgiven and the person who's doing the forgiving. That's true. And when I say patience, right, like you don't know how long somebody is going to hurt for something that you did to them. Like the pieces might take a couple of days, a couple of weeks, years to fix. And I think what I've learned is when I do something, if I do something and it hurts my partner, it hurts anybody. It doesn't have to be a partner. It could be my family members, anybody. Like I have to give them the room and the space to recover and heal and give them also the forgiveness from me to them mm-hmm. for when they burst out and they say, Stephen, I can't stand you for this. And then I realize that, look, this, this is coming from a hurt place. This person is hurt. Yeah. And this is not the time for me to lash out and be defensive. And so this is the time for me to be like, tell me why you talk to me. Tell me how you really feel. What is really going on? Versus, well, screw you, bam, 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 and go away. Well, from that point, I realized that we, we, had, we wasn't really ready for all the work that we, we had to put in. To what a marriage is. Yeah. By Camilla, I tell you, right? It's by marriage, right? <laughs> so, in ter- well, I That's think... serious. I'm telling you. So, in terms of appreciation, the thing that really... And I'm going to tell you about it. The thing about the... How I realized it is that I, for about a year, after one Christmas, I had Christmas lights all around. Uh-huh. And I had asked... Some of them stopped working. I had asked him 
10 months to fix them, to fix them, to fix them. Uh-huh. And one day he did fix them. And I didn't even look at it as anything. In my mind, it was like for the last 10 months. I've been I've been asking you. you to fix it and you finally fixed it. So we separated. He moved out and I was still living here. And then at Christmas, a couple months after that, it was a Christmas again. Mm. So now I had to take down the lights. And I realized the effort it took to fix one light. You had to take out. If you could take out the wrong bulb in that set of lights. Mm-hmm. And it disconnects everything until you find the right, right one. Bulb, yeah. So I could only imagine the patience he must have had. To replay, to see which one to diagnose right. the problem and, and fix it. At the end of when I realized, you know, I really should have paid much more effort and showed my appreciation more, is after the fact. But you gotta appreciate your partner, you know, Camilla. That's like, that's like relationship happy one on one. But I, no, serious. Like that's a. It might seem like something so simple, but it's something that is easy to take for granted. Like you, your partner could be trying their best, and if you don't acknowledge it. It makes it difficult for them to keep showing right. effort because... Right. So all that I know now and find a new partner and put it in the same, like things that I've learned and and the person just neglecting them is like, sure, uh, no. Exactly. Like, you want to try? Why am I wasting my effort? It's true. And this thing is, is you, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be appreciated. So now I feel like relationships in the card for me, man. You had enough? I, yeah, I had enough. I can just, I was listening to this podcast the other day and they were like, if you commit to a certain lifestyle, just live, live with it. So if I want, I'm, I'm going to be a businesswoman. That's just what my life going to be like. And I get, and I'm telling you, like, life is like that. It's like, on the way to doing what you love, or if you keep doing what you love, you will attract love. It, it, it's, you're going to attract people around you who are going to either help you or this guy. But you're going you're gonna to attract okay, love. Okay, Steven. You're going to attract it. Like, it's like, I, imagine I mean, if... Yeah, I, I believe in attracting and manifesting at the same time. It's like, I'm no, done with it, man. No, I mean, saying, look, and the thing is, you know what? You might be surprised that I'm not talking about love like mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Romantic love. I'm just talking about love like people or you're not attract you're manifest oh, and attract I, Guess what? I've had the, the most amazing man ever. He I gave birth to him. I know he's gonna love me until oh, the end boy. of until of he, my until he breaks your heart. No, he ain't gonna ever you know break my heart. You wait. know why you know you know the, you know mothers have the son's curse. I'll tell you about it now so that you know and then when, when you reflect on it in the next what he's three years old mm-hmm. so in the next 15 to 20 years what when he find a girlfriend yes I'm telling you I'm gonna give this, him his space no you're gonna it's not that you're going to give him his space you're gonna have to step back it's not it's not in a case of give Camille I'm telling you this is the son's curse you are going to love him and he's going to love you and he's going to treat you and he's going to kiss you on your, your side, this side of your cheek and you're going to be like, this is the best little man that I could have ever raised. And because you raised a wonderful man, another young lady is going to find him just as wonderful as you. And he's going to say, mommy, I am in love. And you're going to say, who is she? <laughs> and he's going to make a choice and it's, it, unfortunately, you're going to have to say bye. I did a good job. No, man. He, Mason go, is going to know that she's going to have to pass the dinner test first. Oh, you think so? Yeah. You think Most How much people you think didn't pass the dinner test and still make it in? Well, that's them. Mason going to know better. 
<laughs> Camila, I will leave you to your own devices. I've told you that this will happen. Don't let it be a, a heartbreak. Just let it be like, I understand. Listen, the type of relationship that I'm building, I'm not saying that it's not going to happen, but I'm, it's going to me and Mason going to have a good relationship, man. I feel like I'm, I'm going to give. To you when he, when he I feel like you. I'm going to I'm going to give him his space. I already know it's going to come, right? You I mean, the most the most I could do is treat him to to treat women just as how I I would want to, to be, be treated, treated, which is great, right? Which and you make him even more attractive to every female out there. That's okay. He's a man. I want him to be man and to be a man and be be macho. You know, to be macho, or you want him to be a, to treat women with respect. I feel like yeah, there's all a of those things. Conflict. All of those could things be a while representing you, right? Yes. You just start there. Thirteen he year mo- old. His mother is a bull, you know. And she does. He don't be a bull too. <laughs> bull don't bring bull don't bring sheep. Like looking back. Man, I said some awful things to my parents. I probably break my mother's heart at least once. At least once. And it wasn't even like I was trying to. It's just that I felt like they were like trying to stop me from being who I really was. You know, like, Right, so I, I already... Remember when we were... Let's, let me tell you. Being a child and then becoming a parent teaches you how to be a better parent. Because I know what I had and what I didn't have. I know that my mom tried to... Like buy me things and always make made sure that I had the best of everything. Mm-hmm. She thought that that could make up for the time that she did not spend and with it me because she was out there busy working, yeah. which is why me balancing work and Mason is is so important. Important, yeah. Right? That's that's really all I have time for. Because at the same time, while I'm making money to make sure that he has the best of everything, I want to make sure that he knows that I was there and I was around and, and he has the best of you. Right, and whatever he wanted to be, I'm gonna support him. A hundred percent. So if he wants to be a stripper, he just is just gonna be a stripper. A hundred percent. If I have to get the outfit, I'm there for it. That's the like that's one of the most easygoing answers I've ever heard about that. I, I posed that to multiple people and they had different responses. Like everybody was like, no, my son. I mean, just imagine Mason as a male stripper. You know, handsome. He can yeah, be gonna bring in some money. Some, some money. Yeah. Wait, let's think about Especially the table. Especially if you own the club. You know? Exactly, oh, business so opportunity right there. But anyway, how much? How many? How many people think about it that way though? No, no, nobody. Because as you said, like again, maybe we in the age of we know our parents, so we are still in that like coming from that <laughs> oldish time to now. We are like they feel like only a few professions could make money, and only a few professions could mean that you're successful. Or uh, like it's very boxed in, you know what I mean? Like it's doctor, lawyer, um, what else? That's it. Is doctor, that it? Doctor, lawyer, yeah. Architect, maybe, maybe. Maybe once ago people used to say, oh, architect yeah. or a teacher. Or a contractor. Teach- uh, those those type of those, those type-, type of professions are the only ones that we kind of like accept. Everything like, else is. But on the flip ha- flip side, I find that a lot of you know entrepreneurship is the only way to be success. Well, not only way to be successful, but it's more coming on stream where millennials are making money, you know, to other means, right? And and making the best of the time because it's it's a different time. Simple I mean, when I out there selling soap, I mean, you could you could be on Instagram and make money, right? I mean, make images money, like image now. Is, is capital. You could be anywhere one day and take a photo and post it online and somebody is willing to to mark it that, that photo as they the billboard, etc. etc. So money like, you know there's It's limitless. It's limitless. And because the world is so small, 
like the ability for you to reach out to a, a magnificent amount of people is easy now. Which is why I said I have a thirst for the hustle because I feel like we're here and there's only one life to live and you have to make the most of it. I of want course. to make sure that my, my time here is well spent and that Mason gets to benefit from, well, Mason and my you know, never know unborn children. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> see, there you go. So you haven't given up. Well, no, see, I didn't say entirely. Well, did I say I gave up? Yeah, you well, said you don't I said done for now, for now. Okay, well, that's for fine. Because I can break nobody. You know, you're, you're young, right? Right. So yeah, exactly. My unborn children supposed to be able to to say hey, To benefit. Me, right. Let me pick up where mom left off. Because mom loves the hustle. Right. 100. Camila! Oh my God. Camila, thank you so much for being on the show. It was my pleasure. And I like, thank you for the openness. Like, I think, like, sometimes, uh, no, not really. I don't think I have guests that'll be really close now. Not really. Sometimes, again, you're just sitting on the couch, it'll be like, yeah, man. Well, I don't know. I mean, this is just me. What you see is what you get. Um, mm. True to the hustle. I hope that my story might be inspiration to. Someone else out there. Well, I guarantee you, like, there are many people, probably, who share your thoughts, your beliefs, and who also feel like they have to go through some of the same things that you're going through. Um, so even to just be able to speak on it gives them at least the, the, the appreciation that they're not alone. I don't think human beings like to feel like they're the only ones on the planet who feel something like this. I don't think so. I think we like to feel. That's why mass hysteria, mass media, mass stuff the work. Because everybody likes to be part. Like, they like to be feel like they're part. Even yeah. if it's only one other person that feel with me, yeah. at least I'm not alone. At least I'm not, like, crazy. Because to be by yourself is to, to feel like you're isolated. And isolation feels True. Bad. So, if you're listening, um, trust the process. Because I'm pretty sure six, seven years ago where I was... Didn't see this, all of this happening. I didn't even have plan to have Mason, but here he is. Here he is, 100%, and the love of your life. Right? Oh, I got you. Camilla, thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, you've been listening to Camilla Maris. Camilla Maris, Camilla, shout out your business name so that we could get, like, some contacts and so some people could contact you. Okay, so my business name is Lacquer Nail Bower, located <laughs> in the Sands Complex, Unit A1. Contact number is 7623574. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook where you can see my work and make book your appointment through the link. And it's at is at Lacker Nail Bar? Yeah, mm. same name, Lacker Nail Bar. Lacker Nail Bar. Guys, we've been talking to Camilla. I'm Stephen Smith. You've been listening to Objectively Incorrect as usual. Peace. No gang signs, guys. Thank you so much. Push out the lacquer.